It's uh, 2 7 p.m. in San Francisco, and that means that we have the absolute honor and pleasure of talking to Lydia from Gustav once again in Rocknet Psych. Lydia, what's up? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm in beautiful Las Cruces, New Mexico right now, on our way to uh, Tempe, Arizona. Totally. How's, uh, how's everything in New Mexico for you all? It's great. It's beautiful. I'm happy to be here. We played... Um, San Antonio last night, and we're on tour with Idols right now, so yes. they were taking their day off okay. here. So Tara in our band, she drove like a beast overnight, and we got here at like, you know, 8 in the morning and slept for a couple hours, and now I'm ready to go for a hike or something. Now our drummers, our friends have a record store here, so I think she's about to go check that out, because it's rare you get to visit, you know, your friend's record store in the middle of New Mexico. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, uh, that tour with Idols, I mean, I've been looking at your stories on Instagram, the, all the videos and everything. It looks uh, freaking amazing. I'm pretty sure you had the time of your life. It is, it's such a dream come true. It's so fun um, just to tour them there. I mean, first of all, their live show is just incredible. incredible. And every day I wake up with a new Idol song stuck in my head. And they have just been so wonderful and welcoming and fun to hang out with. So... We feel like, you know, we've made some new some new family members. So it's just been such a dream come true. And to be able to play for their audience, um, you know, it's like their fans are so supportive and enthusiastic about music. So it's just, you know, even before we get on stage, the energy in the room is fantastic because everyone's so excited just to be there and see idols and, and be together. Totally. I saw idols. I've seen him a few times, actually. But the last time I saw him was at the Great American Music Hall. A venue, wow. that, you know, uh, uh, that venue, uh, and it was in, it was simply incredible. It was a great, great show. The energy is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, they like to rough it up. You know, it's great. Totally. Every night, every night, Bowen finds a new way to sort of stand on top of the crowd. I'm always impressed with that. I know. Yeah, yeah, he did that here at the Great American Music Hall as well. It's incredible. Hey, dude, uh, we spoke uh, during the pandemic. Uh, you know, by then you guys had not released a new album yet. I think you guys had released maybe two singles uh, back then. And out of the blue, now you guys are touring with idols. Uh, you know, it's, it's going like going from uh, zero to 100 in like two seconds or something. It, it really is. We did, you know, throw, throw our, our first album, One Hell of a Birthday Party, being able to sort of tour it to thousands of people every night. So totally. that's when people at the merch table are like, yeah, I've never heard of you. And I'm like, well, you know, technically we've, Really, only had an album out since October first. We didn't give anyone much of a chance to hear of us. So, totally. <laughs> and then Audio Drag for Ego Slobs was released. Uh, what, just a couple of weeks ago? Uh, yeah, October October first. And it's a great freaking piece of rock and roll. It's incredible. Like uh, ten tracks. Every single one, every single one of them are simply simply amazing. Uh, let's talk about that album. How do you feel about uh, releasing it already? Um, I mean, I feel great. It was a long time coming. Like, we were a band that played live a lot for two years leading up to the pandemic, and we got super lucky. Like, we spent a month in L.A., and um, the owner of our record label, Menno, he saw us at a show, and we managed to get a record deal right as that pandemic sort of shut everything down. So, um, you know, it was good to be able to take a moment and, like, look back at all of the work we've been doing in live rooms and really try and figure out how to capture that, but also, like, you know, work on figuring out how we want to hone our production style and translate the songs from the stage to a record and 
Um, and you know, everything takes as long as you're given to do it. So I think we've been tinkering and trying to figure out the right way and the two years leading up to it. And it's just so great to have something that's done that I think we're all really proud of, but also I'm excited to make the next one. You know, you learn something new with everything you do. Hell yeah. So, yeah. And it's funny and it's funny, you know, we finished the record, we got the masters in April and then we had to wait until October for it to be out. And at that point you already have to have, you know, your whole seven stages of grieving and acceptance and like, okay, this is what it is. And then, you know, you can celebrate it. And I forgot that. And I had, I think I already made peace with it. And it was funny by the time October 1st rolled out, I was like, Oh wow. Now like actually the world is hearing this and saying whatever they want about it. And that's like its own sort of fun little discovery process as well. And you know, you learn about yourself too, being like, no, you know, I, whether it's good or bad stuff that people have to say about it, it's like, no, we did what we wanted to do. And, and, you know, that sense of satisfaction is just, nothing beats it. (laughs) There's a lot of a positive, uh, you know, energy towards this album from, from, from the listeners, from your fans. Uh, but you know, in this universe of ours, there's always negativity going on, especially in social media, especially on Twitter. I fucking hate Twitter, by the way. Uh, Twitter. Oh, I gave our Twitter account to um, our our record label. I oh, said I don't know how to do this. Please, <laughs> please take the Twitter account. So I'm I'm off Twitter. Totally. Um, God bless you for for you know you know keeping keeping your elbows in the game in there. Hell yeah. How do you deal with that uh, kind of you know like there's always someone that will say some bullshit or whatever. How do you deal with that? I mean, I think, uh, if anything, you know, it's freeing. I think uh, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. And I saw someone on the internet once say, like, what other people think of me is none of my business. So, and you also want people to have that freedom to interpret your work and be able to be honest and candid about it. And there's definitely people with certain tastes who aren't going to like it for different reasons and that for me when I hear certain criticisms I'm like well that completely makes sense based on like what you wanted and what we gave you like that and it's always interesting for me to hear it um I think I've uh also found myself being I don't want to say less interested it's interesting I think leading up to the album release I was watching a lot of album reviews and stuff and I do love hearing critics just talk about work and I think about stuff that that way a lot but when it comes to your own work too it's like I know that, you know, we took it as far as we could take it for what we were trying to do. And, you know, that, and that, if anything, is like its own armor because it's like, well, it's interesting to hear what other people think, whether it's good or bad. And you can think about that for the next round. But, you know, we, you always just have to do what you want to do, even if it's contrarian. And I'm not thinking we're being completely contrarian, but I think that's also just sort of how you, that's what's the healthiest too as a creative person you know it's like because then people who start trying to bend their bows to other people it's like that audiences can pick up on that too and i think that's if anything more frustrating than someone being true to themselves but somewhat alienating totally one of the things that we enjoy the most about gustav besides the music besides besides the concept besides the whole band as as a whole is uh, you guys' music videos. Uh, you guys released uh, a new music video, what, uh, three weeks ago for a crew? Yeah, yeah. That was actually done um, by our friends Nemo and Juan. Um, and Juan, uh, he's here on like, um, you know, they're both in some sort of prestigious like graduate program. And he just DM'd us one day asking if we wanted um, to work on a music video together. So we did the motions with him and then his roommate Nemo directed um cruel 
for our fourth video. And that was just a lot of fun because we got to go up to Teens Neck of the Woods in upstate New York. Nice. And um, it was just, and Edie, who, you know, plays, I guess, our cruel coach in the video, she's a hilarious comedian who's going places. You look out for Edie Modica. Um, so it was just kind of like, it was a lot of fun to shoot because it just felt like a bunch of friends, you know, up in the wilderness having a nice time and, you know, making, making a little video. Hell yeah, and the video for uh, for Best Behavior is also pretty freaking good. That was released uh, yeah. two months ago. What? Yes, no. yeah, that was great. That We did that with um, uh, Jofco, this production company from Jersey that our label um, connected us with. And they were also, you know, just really sweet guys and a lot of fun to work with. And they came to our show in Philly, which was nice to reconnect with them. Um, and, you know, for me, also, like, music, I really like music as a medium because it... it you don't have to actually sort of decide what it is you're using to express yourself. You know, it can be through graphic design, it can be through songwriting and performing and like making videos. So um, I think at least definitely all of the band members too, I think we were all excited about the idea of being able to make music videos. Um, oh, yeah. So it was a fun, it was also a fun learning experience about, you know, figuring out how we want to sort of direct ourselves and work with directors and, and collaborate on concepts and, And, you know, we just had a lot of fun, and I think they're only getting better from here. Totally. <laughs> But, you know, they're not, not, not bad to start. They're amazing. But I, also I, thanks I, to yeah. the people I just mentioned. Yeah, hell yeah. They're amazing. I, I love them. You know, I, I watch them. I film music videos as well for bands here in San Francisco. So that's why I pay, I pay a lot of attention to music videos sometimes, maybe sometimes too much, but uh, you know how it is. So I have a friend that once, he, he had a rule, whenever you came over to his house, he would always put on some sort of visual thing to look at while he nice. was playing music, because uh -huh. that was like just good housekeeping, like that was good um, hostessing in his mind, and that's always stuck with me, so um, I do that too when I like have people over, it's like you have a playlist going and like a random video montage or a movie going on in the background, and it's fun to see how those yeah. sync up, because it's, it's, it's very satisfying when you have got, you know, a good visual companion to what you're doing do a great track obviously yeah of course uh touring uh how do you feel about going to europe in uh what uh, the second week of november i'm so excited i have never been to europe with this band so okay. it's funny i can't even really conceptualize it right now like in my mind i can think of like a couple of flashes like i see a solo jackets in a european setting but beyond <laughs> that i haven't been able to visualize too much so i'm ready for the surprise Um, and we're playing a lot of really cool festivals. We're playing, we sold out our headlining show in London. We're playing Berlin. We're playing um, uh, Luxembourg. We're playing a lot of great, great spots that I'm just excited to see with my four best friends. You know? Hell yeah. You're playing Paris as well at the Petit, Petit Bain. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm great. I have a, I've been to uh, Paris a couple of times and I've got some friends who actually have a band there and they've stayed with me in the States for um a while so it'll be fun to finally see them on their turf too i'm excited to do that totally and we have a surprise for san francisco by the way i don't know if we can talk about it on the air right now but uh we no but stay yeah. tuned i know you're gonna lose your mind san francisco i lost mine <laughs> yeah it's gonna be freaking freaking amazing i we can assure you all, all of that uh, my dear san francisco people lydia Thank you so much for taking the call. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for um, talking, and I hope to see you. Hope to see you in person one of these days. Yeah, it will be pretty, pretty soon. Uh, I'm gonna play something out of audio drag for Eagle Slobs because uh, it's you know to celebrate this interview and because it's a great piece of rock and roll. Which song do you want me to play? Maybe your favorite? I don't know. 
my favorite song off the album. Yeah. Now, what should I would you display? Or your least favorite, cool. maybe. Mel says, Mel, I'm in a room with our drummer Mel. Mel says, cool. Okay. I'm, I'm very indecisive, so I've got to, I have to defer, you know? Excellent. Well, let's do it. Thank you so much, and I hope I can see you soon. Have a great uh, evening uh, in New Mexico. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. -bye. Excellent. Uh, that was Lydia from Gustav. Uh, pretty, you know, honestly, pretty happy to to have the, you know to to you know to have the chance to create people like 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 Lydia uh, from Gustav. And as I said, uh, this album called Audio Drag for Ego Slops is a great, great piece of rock and roll. And uh, yeah, let's play Cruel out of that great album to celebrate this interview. It's 2.30 p.m. in San Francisco. Oh. Rock Metal. Oh. 